And when it comes to sales and getting people through the home buying or selling process is they just, they want to be informed and educated and the better educated that they are throughout the process, the better decision they're going to make and the more excited and pleasant the experience is going to be for them. And so nothing really changes, whether it's a slower market or a hot market, you still have to provide value to your clients. Welcome to Real Sask, a podcast about the real estate in Saskatchewan with your host, Atif. Welcome to Real Sask, a podcast where I get together with professionals and discuss the real estate trends in Saskatchewan. I'm your host, Atif, and today we have our guest speaker, Ryan Bender from Bands Real Estate Group. Thank you for joining us today, Ryan. Yes, thanks for having me. Perfect. Let's get to it. So I know as a kid, you didn't think of being a realtor or maybe you did but how did you get into real estate what happened well for whatever reason i always had an interest in real estate i read all of the real estate investing books rich dad poor dad which is kind of a famous real estate book and always was kind of fascinated and i thought that wherever my career took me it was going to be somewhere in real estate and it just so happened that here i am 10 years in the real estate industry still uh, doing doing the same, well, not the same thing, but in real estate. In real estate, yeah. So it's been 10 years. So how did you get into it? Like you just decide like this is the path you want to take or were you doing something else? Well, when I first started investing in real estate, I just bought a house. It had three suites in it. I moved into one of the suites, rented out the rest. Then I bought another house. I moved into it. And as you know, if it's your primary residence, you only have to put 5% down. (laughs) And I just kind of kept doing that. I did that again for a third time and built kind of a front to back duplex. And that just kind of started my interest in understanding the real estate game. And I never really thought I was going to become a realtor because I heard that it's a lot of evenings and and weekends. And I didn't really think that that was too interesting or exciting for me. But then there was a business competition about 10 or 11 years ago. It was kind of like Regina's version of The Apprentice. And it was a business competition where you had to raise money for charity, market different challenges, and I ended up winning it. And one of the one of the things that I received by winning the competition was that the company would pay for all of my real estate fees. Oh wow! And so I kind of I was like, well, I guess this is a good way for me to figure out if I'm I'm going to enjoy it and if I want to become a realtor. And so here we are. 10 years later. That is amazing. <laughs> that is that is the funniest story ever. So that book, that this is paid for yeah. your book, that was your price. Yes. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Um, look at you now. Like after 10 years, you are one of the top realtors in Regina. It's been so an interesting uh, ride. You've been doing so good. I've been following you for a while. The funniest thing is the story you just said, how you got into real estate, 110%. Like I did exact same way. I bought my house when I was 21. And the same thing when like a couple of years after, I'm like, oh, wow, like I'm renting out. I'm not even paying for mortgage. And I bought my second house at 5%. And I was like, that's amazing. I'm like, I can do that like two, three houses. And then I'm like, you know what? I want to do something with real estate. So I was going to be a realtor, but then yeah, I end up being a mortgage broker, which I'm thankful. I like what I do. Again, I'm amazed how much work you guys put in, especially evening and weekends, being there for your clients. Us, we can answer, but the banks are closed on the weekend, so we can't even do too much, right? Yeah. But you guys, if yeah. they call you, you guys going to go show 10 houses on the weekend, mm-hmm. so good for you. And you've been doing it for so long, Ryan. So 
tell me how was it when you started like did you have to like you know face any personal challenges like when you started to buzz business like how are you doing so well well i would say when i first started i had a lot of success growing up i played in the western hockey league for the camus blazers and finished my business degree at the university of Regina in business management. And I was just kind of a cocky, confident young kid getting into the industry. And I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. And you get into sales. And, you know, I learned very quickly that when you're in sales and have to provide service to people, you you find out pretty quickly that it's not as easy as you think. And and it definitely put the fear. And, you know, there's definitely was some times where I questioned whether it was going to be the right career for me. And That's what a lot of people, and as you probably can say, is when you're starting in in business, you have to, you're building your business. And too many people think that it's going to happen overnight and it just doesn't. It really, every year you just scratch and get a little bit better. And, and that's kind of really what I did. And in the first two or three years, it wasn't pretty. Like, I think I only did one deal in like seven or eight months. Like, wow. (laughs) It really puts in a lot of things into perspective and and you kind of question whether this was the right transition for me or or the right career choice. But as you kind of continue on and battle through and gain confidence, you build some momentum and here we are today. That's amazing. One thing I wanted to ask you because I'm following on social media and I know you personally too. So you've been doing it for so long and I asked the same question to like Brad and Sheila, Peter and do you have any personal balance, like personal life compared to your work life? Do you stop working after 5 p.m. or you don't work weekends? I think for my life and how I am as a person, I don't really think I'm ever going to have balance or, or a regular balance from what some people think is balance and others may think it's not. And, you know, the things that I want to accomplish in my life and in my career is not going to really allow me to have the balance that maybe sounds good or, or, would be maybe the right way of going about it. But, you know, I, I think that I've got a two-year-old boy, Jack. And yeah. once you have kids and he's a two-year-old, you know, your priorities definitely shift. And you learn pretty quick that it's no longer about me and my business. It's about putting Jack first. Yeah. And then the business kind of comes after that. And so since Jack was born, I have adjusted it a little bit more in my business. And, and it was not not as much go, go, go. And I have to be a little bit more strategic and organized to figure that out. My wife, she's also an active businesswoman and, and leader in, in Regina. She's the, uh, yes. the CFO, acting CFO for SaaS Builds and, and Procurement. So, you know, she's also has a very, very demanding job. And for both of us to be focused on our own careers and goals, and then you put on a two-year-old boy, it can be very, very difficult and, and we're trying to juggle. There's many times where I'm racing to pick him up and feed him and take him to sport ball and then she's taking him and I'm going to a showing. And, you know, I think that's just kind of the phase that we're in right now. It's not always going to be like that uh, until, you know, maybe number two comes <laughs> down the road, hopefully. But you always go through different phases. And before I had kids, it was a different phase. I was young. I was hungry. I did a lot of things differently now that I'm a parent. I have to just be a little bit more smarter with my time and make sure that I'm committed as a husband and father. So if I call you after 7 p.m., would you not answer my phone call? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It it would really depend. You know, I'm actually probably, I think when it comes to real estate, and that's why I have a team and I have partners around me because I I just don't want to be the person that is always talking on on their phone and whatnot. Like I 
go to bed usually pretty early and I'm up really early. And like, if someone's calling me usually after eight o'clock, unless it's something really important, I'm not going to be there. I'm, I'm not like some agents I know you call them and, and they'll always pick up and whatnot. But I definitely have grown and understood that the house isn't going to burn down if I don't answer this, the one call at, at seven o'clock when I'm having, when I'm putting my little guy to bed. Right. Yeah, but the way you just stated after eight, you're still working to after eight. So I don't know where to stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's it. Like the, yeah. the thing, it, it's amazing with all of you guys doing so well, but it, there's a difference because the way you guys are doing it is same thing. I, I was talking to Peter a couple of days ago and I asked the same thing again. And same thing is like, ah, I'm like, would you answer my call if I call you after seven? And he seriously couldn't answer it. He's like, I would, I will. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. you're doing it for after so long, after years and years and years. Like, and it shows that you guys are doing so well for your clients. And it's amazing how much you guys love doing what you guys do. Because if you're doing it for 10 years, I'm telling you, if you don't like what you do, you're going to be shut. Like, you're not going to answer after 5 p.m., right? Like, you'll be like, I'm done. I don't want to talk mm-hmm. to my clients yeah. and this stuff. But, yeah. but in, in your shoes and doing it for 10 years, day in and out, and you're still doing the way you're doing it, good for you. That is amazing. So basically, you don't have any balance. Let me say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the answer. That's what I'm, I'm asking everyone to know. If, do they have balance? When you become a realtor, and that's anybody who's listening right now, as a, like they want to be a realtor. I'm telling you, after doing so many interviews right now, the answer to that question is the realtors don't have any balance. They don't have any balance. They do not have any balance. But I, I also think that it depends on when you know, the kind of the times, because within our industry as well, you know, the spring market is, is always yes. the busier time. So, you know, my wife knows that this is a, a busier time. And then in the summer, you know, things do slow down and, and transition and, and we make time to go to the lake and spend some time with friends and family. The winter is always a, a time, you know, January when it's minus 30 or 40, you know, those are some times where we take the family trips and put in a little bit extra time. So, you know, it kind of comes and goes as you go through the years as well. Yeah, yeah, and once you find out, once you figure it out when you want to take some time off and you just make sure that you're basically making sure your ear is around your clients. That's what you're doing, right? Exactly. You know when your client's not going to call you and that's yeah. a good time to take some time off, right? I actually, after being it, after doing mortgages for what, this much fifth, sixth year, and now I'm finding out that, you know what, December, I can actually take time off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, uh, before I couldn't because they would call in December too. But when you start finding out, you know what, people can wait in December. They're not looking to buy a house right away. They might just call you for just to get the numbers and stuff. But it took me so long. So one thing I want to ask you, you've been doing it for 10 years. So I'm sure you've seen busy time. Like, you know, then we have 16, 17, where the market was super slow. Yeah. What do you think with re- rates going up and down? What do you think the prediction for real estate for this year? Well, it, it's always that's always a good question. And, and as we were discussing earlier with rates kind of continuing to increase and rates forecasted to come up again here in June, you know, I, I do think that that will, will slow things down a little bit. And anytime you get rates that go up, buyers are a little bit more cautious yeah. and they kind of sit on the sidelines a little longer to see how things will go. So that usually does delay buying activity. But at the same time is I think that, you know, Saskatchewan as a whole, we're positioned pretty well. There's a lot of really good things happening in our province and different projects going on. A lot of people are moving here. And so because of that, as long as we continue to have jobs and employment and people are seeing Regina as a place to move to, I think that we're still going to be fairly stable, flat over the next year. 
You're right. Yeah, that and it's it's just affordable too to live in Virginia, right? If you look at the numbers anywhere else, like you can actually buy a property that cash flow here that actually makes you money, <laughs> and um, it just amazed me because so many investors I talked to and they'd be like, "Yeah, but I think appreciation out there." I'm like, "Yes, I know what happened in past years, but if you look at the future now, like you were sitting on top in last two years in Ontario or BC, now their market is slowing down, right? And you're not even cash flowing. You're putting like I actually just talked to a client." Was putting twenty eight hundred dollars from his pocket just to cover his expense and everything, plus the rent he's getting from his client. Yeah. So I'm like, you're putting twenty eight. He's like, yeah, but he's like, you know, in two years, hopefully, I make some money. I'm like, what if the market goes down more and something happened to your income or something happened to your job? Like, how is this a good investment property? Look, and I'm not talking bad about Ontario BC. Yes, they made yeah. they made ton of money there, but yeah. it's like you know, being a secure investor, like you know what we can have it here and how much cash flow you can do. And as a realtor, you know, like it's just. Is amazing. Like mm-hmm. you can, like how much money you can make, right? As a realtor being at 10 years, what is the most important thing you've learned about people? I think when it comes to people is, is they just don't want to be sold, right? Like you don't have to be a Bobby bullshitter or pretend that you're somebody that you're not. And when it comes to sales and getting people through the home buying or selling process is they just, they want to be informed and educated. And, you know, the better educated that they are throughout the process, the better decision they're going to make and the more excited and pleasant the experience is going to be for them. And so nothing really changes, whether it's a slower market or a hot market, you still have to provide value to your clients. And the more value that you can provide to them, the more compensation you're going to make. And it's kind of like a win-win. So you just have to be real, don't have to pretend. And I think the last two years, you know, some of the, you get, when things are really busy, you do get some bad habits yeah, yeah. and whatnot. And, and I think what a lot of people within the real estate industry that, you know, maybe just got in within the last two years and haven't really seen an adjustment in the market, that's when it, it's going to take a lot more skills yeah. to get through those more challenging times. And you've seen them and, and I've seen them and, you know, there's a lot of agents that you know, think that they've had two amazing years. Well, yeah, like if you haven't had two amazing years in, in the best markets that we've seen in 10 years, you shouldn't be in real estate. But now let's wait and see what happens when things do change. And, and we're already starting to see it where there's less houses on the market, which means that there's less sales, which yeah. means that the amount of realtors we're fighting over a smaller percentage of buyers and sellers. Yeah, yeah. And they'll choose the person who's actually not selling them. They don't want to be sold. They exactly. want to guide. They want to be guided by you, right? Wow, that was actually I wrote that down. <laughs> I'm using it. <laughs> no, I'm using it next time. That was yeah. amazing. I loved it. Um, if you had to choose one thing that you enjoyed the most, being a real estate agent, what would that be? I would say, just in real estate in general, I, I think the opportunities are endless. Whether you're buying real estate as your primary residence, whether you're buying a rental property, development multifamily investing, there's just, there's so many avenues where someone can generate income and and really earn some passive income that you don't have in in other industries, right? And it's so diverse. So I would say that's just as far as the industry as a realtor would be more just the the challenges that that come up. Like every time I think that I've seen a crazy situation, something else pops up and and there's just... And that's why a lot of agents will say like, we could write books. Like literally we could because just the things that happen or, you know, when people are going through emotional decisions, crazy things happen. And 
there's just there's always something that you're trying to be proactive and and yeah. different roadblocks that you kind of need to help guide your people through yeah. <laughs> whether it's you know getting contractors or helping people you know some buyers that are getting cold feet or buyers remorse or you know there's just there's a lot of people that are in financial problems which i think we're going to see a little bit more now as the markets shift that require our leadership and we're leaders and need to really when people kind of call us depending on their situation we have to try to get them out of that situation and it can be difficult and others it can be really exciting yeah it's just you never you can never wake up and you'll be like you know what i know what my day is going to look like today <laughs> yeah, exactly. it can never be like that no, no. that's one thing actually drive me too because it's, if you think our job is just yes it is stressful and it's not but like one of the best thing is is when you actually do those things as a roadblocks and you can actually like help your clients out and when they take the possession of the house you just feel so good you actually work yeah. hard for this Mm-hmm. you actually did this for your clients right so that's the thing yeah. best thing about our job is like you can just never wake up and things are never just never going smooth i know it sounds messed up but it's just it, it gives you that kind of like you know like feeling that you know what i'm going to do this i'm going to make it work for them right yeah and he, like one of the thing i actually and i've known you so well too and one of the thing i know about you is just like you've changing with the time too like i see uh, like your social media because you've been doing it for so long where social media wasn't even a thing Mm-hmm. it was but it wasn't that like yeah. you know, and the way you've changed your social media now you have a team your full mm-hmm. team so i'm going to talk about a little bit more about and i usually don't but i would love to know, talk about more about exp right mm-hmm. so when did you join exp and why so i joined exp it's been about two and a half years ago and the reason why i joined exp is is just i felt like it was kind of the way of the future for real estate for me it's not your typical brooks and mortar office you know the traditional brokerage where we don't have an office well we have an office but it's more just for phone calls and a few things here and there but my team we're completely virtual we have zoom meetings my one assistant she's in moose jaw and so we're able to work from really anywhere which is quite unique and it's a borderless brokerage so even though as of right now my team is in regina here i am looking to expand and to expand into other areas and exp was kind of the business model that would allow me to do that that really no other brokerage would give me that opportunity so you know it wasn't a very easy situation or not situation it wasn't a very easy decision to make yeah. but you do have to look at where your goals and where your values align and i just felt that it was kind of like the netflix of the real estate industry and that's what got me excited and i've been there for two and a half years and i haven't looked back since that's amazing and that's so different like you don't you don't see that that if you have a client coming to you but they're now they're moving to like alberta or like bc or toronto or ontario like and you're still able to help them like using exp that's what i heard it's like one of the biggest thing is like you can have agent all over the world yes um, yeah, you can partner exactly. with them and which yeah. is which is one of the big things so that's what because we didn't have exp a lot like didn't have too much exp in regina but now i'm seeing it mm-hmm. growing slowly slowly yeah So but how was that transition for you because now I know you are like and how many are you in the team There is 6 of us now Wow 6 of you guys so how's yeah. that going how was the transition It's been good you know like when we first transitioned it was a little bit difficult and I can understand why people are hesitant to transfer brokerages because I think at the time I had 10 listings and you know you have to recreate all of your marketing and and adjust it and it just kind of happened at the perfect time is that's when i was launching the bens group i hadn't launched it so 
I was like, okay, well, now's the time to do it. And yeah. as I transferred to EXP, I created the Ben's Real Estate Group and we were off and running. So it, it does take some time and adjustments, learning some different systems and processes that, with a new brokerage. But you know, the technology that we have and the resources are just exactly what I expected when I made the transition. Oh, that's amazing. How do you guys, like, especially you, especially being with the 10 years in the business, how do you keep the team motivated? Like, what do you do? Well, you know, it, motivation is, again, there, there are times where I'm not, you know, you like to say I'm motivated all the time to get going. But my, the thing that gets me motivated is usually when I make a mistake or I get lazy or I skipped a few steps of my process and I didn't get that listing that I should have, or I went in too confident in the listing and they selected another agent, right? It's a competitive industry. And if you're not on and your skills aren't sharpened, you lose a listing and I'll tell you, it doesn't feel too good the next day. And that right there will motivate you like, hey, like you don't know when your next paycheck's going to be. When you're on commission, it takes a certain type of person that is able to do a job where you don't know when you're going to get paid again. Yes. And to a lot of people, it's not worth the stress. It's not worth the pressure because there's a lot of pressure and stress that goes along with that. And that's why you have to be self-motivated to ensure that you're successful and you do well in the business. And for me, as I've expanded, you start taking on payroll, yeah. you start, people's lives are dependent on you for me to pay their salary and, and wages. And yeah. as you grow and expand, there's more pressure that comes along with not just, I have to perform and do well in my job or else I'm not yeah. going to be able to pay my bills and pay yeah. my staff. Yeah. So that's kind of part of the motivation and you know how I keep others on the team motivated is I have to be doing the right things and and you know it's just like sports you know I have to practice I have to make sure that I'm on I have to do all of the things that I say that I'm going to do and make my calls and my text messages and follow up with different leads and get my contacts in my daily contacts and I need to show that and teach my team members those same characteristics and way of going about to be a successful realtor because motivation wow. is it, it, i can try to motivate but at the end of the day they yeah. also need to be you need the killer instinct i can't teach that and that's what i look for in hiring any sort of business partners is i want people with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder a little adversity you don't need to have a, a business degree and all of this experience you just need to have that hunger and drive where i can teach you how to do it but I can't be there right from the start to hold your hand through it all. You're going to have to go through some of those road bumps and experience what we all experienced in our first two or three years of business, right? Because if it came easy, everybody would be in the business and whatnot. Yeah, you answered my question. Actually, I was going to ask you for any realtors listening, like, you know, what one thing you, like, you know, you look at, like, at a realtor when you're hiring them, but you answered my question, which is amazing. Let's say, like, the biggest question that I should be asking you is, is Ryan looking to grow his team more or this is it? Yes. You know what? I'm always looking to grow my team. Like when I first started in real estate, I joined a team and it was probably the best decision that I ever made. I wow. learned from a top producer. I learned the systems, the processes. It really helped get me to where I am at a lot earlier stage than I think a lot of other agents yes. that are that are solo on their own yeah. and they want to you know figure it out on, on their own, which is totally fine. But I just was able to get to where I am a lot quicker. And so it's all about the right person, right? It's just like a sports team. 
if you know you have positions and if there's a good team member that has the same values and beliefs that I have and that our visions align and they can see what I'm doing and we feel that we'll be a good partnership, then it's a no-brainer for me. But I've also hired people where it wasn't a good fit and it didn't work out. And that's not a fun experience for both of us to go through that. So as I expand and grow, you learn about now how I've got to, you know, about hiring and firing and all of those other things that come along with being a business owner. Yeah, the one thing actually you said is so like on point, and I believe in biggest thing is like having the right people by your side. And I was one of them, I would say that because you want to have like better split or you don't want to pay someone, right? Like you're like, oh, I can do it by myself. I can do it. I, I seriously, I wish, and I know it sounds, I'm not talking bad about any brokers that I work for that I was with, but I wish that I didn't do it that way. And I actually went to that person and actually partner with somebody or like actually join a team. Mm-hmm. Now being in the industry after five years, I hired three coaches <laughs> and I'm paying them thousands and thousands of dollars because I didn't have that. I actually didn't have somebody that I can work with together. And again, like my brokerage was a little different. We just did our own thing. And I actually thought that any other person would like, oh, I can do it. Like, you know, we got this. But then you realize mm-hmm. that it just, it's seriously, if I had somebody and a right person, like you saying, like, you know, you're actually, when you're meeting an agent, you're like, you know, this is my perfect fit. And I know I can grow their business. You're skipping a 10 years of their hard work or 10 years of mistakes you've made that you're handing it to them. Like, it's insane. People don't understand. I, you should be paying thousands of thousands of dollars for that. Yeah, <laughs> and absolutely. People, that's, people don't realize it because I started realizing it last year when I was changing the brokerage. I'm like, if I'm bringing two people, like what I'm going to teach them? Like I know the basic stuff. I know how to grow my business. I've done well, but I seriously don't know how to grow anyone's business. Like what do I teach them? Like no one actually taught mm-hmm. me what things to do. It's like yeah. you have to learn by your own, but there was no training there. And that's the, one of the biggest thing that... I'm amazed like how many agents or how many mortgage brokers don't understand having the right team or the right people. It's mm-hmm. seriously like I would pay thousands of thousands if I can go back, right? But yeah, it's, you're so right with this. And people just, it's hard people to understand that. I think it's just in your mind, you still think, I'm not going to pay this or I'm not going to be in that team. I can do it on my own, right? So people just need to understand it's having the right team is probably one of the best way to skip all the time, all the years, right? Especially in today's market where you know people want information so quick, and, you know, everything is just more fast paced than, yes. than it was. And, and I just find that in today's world, one person just can't keep up with the demands of the consumer. Yeah. And so if I want to be able to provide a very high level of service to my clients, I need support. I need help to get that support to the clients. Yeah. And in my philosophy is by having the team of people that can highlight my weaknesses and I'll focus and stay in my lane and focus on my strengths. And then I'll have my team members that focus on what I'm not good at. I'm not good at paperwork. I'm not good at keeping my paperwork organized and and all of that, but I'm, I want to be out and about and, and in meetings and appointments and negotiating offers. And those, that's where my value is putting out problems. I think that's what we are seeing within the industry is that people are also noticing that, Hey, like, I don't want to be on call 24-7 anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right, because if you have the right people by your side and you know their what their skills are, you can use it towards like, you know, your advantage. And but 
it's the one biggest thing is the finding the right people to work with. That's the biggest thing, right? It's just, it's, that is the hardest thing to do because yeah. you'll go and try it somewhere and you're like, oh, I just hated that team or I hated the people I work with. But that doesn't mean that every other team are the same way. So I think that's where it goes back to the point where some of the like team members are not running the team the way they should be, right? But mm-hmm. let's just say if you can go back at, back in time as a realtor, right? You go back to like 10, I, let's just say you started today, right? Yeah. Today you're a new realtor. What would you do differently? What would you do of your first year of you being a realtor? Um, my first year of being a realtor. Well, the hardest part is I was very stubborn. So a lot of things I needed. <laughs> for, one is I needed to learn a lot of the hard lessons myself because I was stubborn and I didn't like to listen. Um, <laughs> what what maybe would have been the better and easy way, but that's kind of how I've been my entire life. But I would say just really understanding. I think. Now that looking back is because I really understand what keeps buyers up at night. You know, I know what their fears are. I know what they're worried about. Same with sellers. And you know, really have to put yourself in a buyer's shoes and understand like what they're going through, right? Are they a first-time home buyer? Like a first-time home buyer, it's it's scary. They've got their parents in their ears, they've got their friends in their ears. Then you have a home inspection and they got to get financing. You've saved up for three or five years and, and there's a lot of money. And then you've got the news and what's going on in the media and interest rates and people are, are nervous and not too sure. So you have to be a little bit empathetic for the people and know that, hey, like you're that shoulder that they're putting their hand on your shoulder and you got to help them through it. And the more you kind of can understand that, the more value you'll be able to offer to them. And, and same with sellers. Obviously, when I first started, usually you work with more buyers and then you build your yeah. business. And, and then they, the buyers turn into sellers. So I didn't work as much with sellers, but it's more just having more conversations. I would yeah. say that would probably come down to it is if you're a new agent, you need to set a goal of having at least, if you have no business, like 15 to 20 conversations, just real estate conversations where you're proactively calling, texting, sending messages, just being a real estate resource for people and not asking them, hey, are you looking at buying or selling? Because that's what you know a lot of people do. It's just having conversations and building relationships. And if it leads down to talking about real estate, great. If it doesn't, great. You know, you might just be talking about a birthday or a traveling or something that you saw on, on social media. It's it's way easier now to connect with people. Yeah. So I think it would that would have helped me get to a, a lot faster numbers if I really focused more on having those conversations. Wow. Okay. That was insanely, that was too good. <laughs> if I'm a new realtor right now, I better go back and listen to that part again. That was a really, really good advice. Thank you for your time today. How do people find you, Ryan? You can find me. I'm quite active on Instagram at Ryan Bender underscore or at Ben's group. And I'm a local guy here in Regina. So Regina small. Can't miss me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is true. Thanks again for your time today and best of luck in your business. Yes. No, I appreciate the podcast. And I think what you've been doing is awesome. And it's great for the real estate community here in Regina. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Real Sask. Stay tuned and subscribe to Atif's channel to hear more about real estate in Saskatchewan.